Thank you for joining Mad Women. I'm your host, Maria Cook. Today, I have with me none other than Meredith Lilly. She doesn't need an introduction. This woman has been doing some amazing things. When I say don't need an introduction, I mean she took a leap of faith. And in that leap of faith, she was able to be a vital part of us having the very first African-American president of the United States. No, no, no. We're not going to stop there. <laughs> she also, within all of the other time, has also helped other leaders become the very first in the communities. But in 2020, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. 2019? Yes, was it 1920? 2020, 21. 2020, 21? 21, yeah, 21. 21. <laughs> she took another leap, took a leap of absence. Mm -hmm. That's right. And said, you need me, <laughs> I go. And made it possible for Georgia to have the very first mm -hmm. African-American United States Senator. That's right. <laughs> None yes. other than Miss Meredith Lilly. Well, thank you so much for having me, Maria. I'm excited about being here today, and let's get talking. <laughs> yes, let's get mad. <laughs> yes. You have been doing so many different wonderful things. I remember we were at an event together, and that's where I learned your story. Yes. And it was so much that you shared, so much that I didn't even know about you. But in that, when you sharing your story, it made me appreciate you even more as a woman mm -hmm. to really understand that you just do it so effortless. Oh, wow. Like, it just come as a natural but it came with its challenges. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Can you share with me some of those challenges? Yes, absolutely. So um, I got started um, in 2007. Um, but let me just go back a little bit before then. I was a young lawyer uh, practicing law in Birmingham, Alabama. And I was also a, a young professor. I was practicing law during the day and teaching at night at Miles College at HBCU in Birmingham, Alabama. I was unfulfilled. I was not excited at all about going to work every day, but everybody else was so excited about me being a young lawyer in Birmingham, especially my dad. He wanted me to be a lawyer so bad, um, and I accomplished that. But inside, I was just not, I was just unfulfilled. I just, I was not happy. But I, I went along with it um, for about a year. Uh, during that year, um, I got really heavy into the Word of God. I started studying the Word of God. I just knew that it was something more. Um, I didn't know how to get more. So every day I would go home after work and I would literally listen to the Word of God. Um, I would sit at the computer. At that point, at that time, they just they released Streaming Faith Live. I don't know if it's still out there now, but mm -hmm. you could click on different pastors across the world and just listen to different sermons. So I would listen to different things on faith. Um, primarily, I would listen to Dr. Frederick Price Sr., okay. uh, who passed away during, um, during um, I think, 2020 okay. uh, from COVID-19. But uh, I would listen to him daily and, um, and just meditate on that word every single day. And one day, I was walking through my parents' house, and on CNN, uh, it, was a, it was a segment on um, Senator Barack Obama at the time. 
and they were talking about, he was thinking about running. Okay. And, you know, it was just kind of out there. Rumors were flowing. They were talking about it on CNN. And so I, when I got in the car, I called his Senate office in Chicago. And, you know, in true receptionist form, a lady answered the phone and she said, you know, people have been calling this office all day. We don't know, you know, we don't know, honey. He hasn't announced, but you can just mail in your resume and we'll go from there. Um, I sent in my resume, months went by, I forgot about it, honestly. Um, he went ahead and announced, and after he announced, shortly after he announced, I received a call. <clears throat> I was literally walking to my car on campus that night, leaving the, uh, leaving the classroom, mm -hmm. walking to my car, and I received this call and said, are you still interested in working on Senator Barack Obama's presidential campaign. And I'm like, yes. That was a Wednesday <laughs> evening. I'll never forget. It was a Wednesday evening in the fall. It was like around 4.45, 5 o'clock. It was dark. Um, I said, yes. And they said, okay, well, you need to report to Portsmouth, New Hampshire on Sunday. <laughs> and I'm like, excuse me? So I had to literally pack up everything that I had. I had to turn over all of my cases to lawyers between Wednesday and Friday. Uh, Saturday, my family and friends had a great big party for me, and then Sunday, I packed up and I was out of there. I got to Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and it was not what I expected. Uh, one, it was extremely cold. Somebody coming from Alabama, it was extremely <laughs> cold. Uh, but two, when I walked in the office, it was a lot of um, like you know um, people making phone calls, calling people, asking them to you know are they are they going to vote for um, Barack Obama. Um, and that particular night, I didn't get the fullness of what the campaign was. I was just there in the office um, for just for a few hours. So I went to stay with supporter housing. I thought I was going to be in a hotel, but I, I had to stay with a family that I did not know at all. Mm -hmm. Live with that family. But the next day is when it was the big shock, my first full day in the office. When I walked in, they introduced me to my boss, who was probably like an 18-year-old girl. Um, she gave me a stack of flyers, and she said, um, go out and pass these flyers out in the community, and gave me doors to knock on, and then she said, when you finish, go stand in front of the grocery store and pass out flyers, and I was like, uh-uh, I didn't sign up for this, <laughs> you know. Especially given Meredith style <laughs> yeah. when you showed up. Tell yeah. us about how you showed up that first day. <laughs> that first day, I was dressed up. You know how I am <laughs> I with know. heels on. Heels. Yes, oh I was God. dressed up. I was sharp. And I was just like, how am I going to do this? Um, after falling several times that day, I remember finding a Gap store. and had to buy a coat. I had to buy shoes and all of that. Oh my but God. it was just... I was just like, what is going on? This is not what I signed up for because or you, thought I signed up for. Because you signed up for it and you got like a six-figure salary, right? No, not at all. <laughs> I, I went to go work for free. Oh. I, I went from making great money to going to zero. Oh, hold on. Nothing. I want, I, want my, I want my viewers to understand this. <laughs> you went from being a lawyer and mm -hmm. a professor mm -hmm. to now working as a volunteer. Now working as a volunteer. On the mission yep. of making sure that Senator at the time, Barack Obama, yep. became the United States That's president. right. That's right. So I was not making a dime. Um, where I, would you find that faith? Like, where did you find that strength to be able to say, this is what I'm going to do? I just knew a lot of times, like, again, I go back to the times that I was spending time in the Word. 
And the word of God says that faith comes by hearing and hearing. So every day I was just hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. And I knew that it was God the way these doors was opening. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't even know he was going to win. A lot of people said that they knew he was going to win. Well, I did not know that. I was out there on the campaign. I was hitting the pavement. It didn't seem like he was going to win. And so, but I just knew that God was ordering my steps. So whether he lost, whether he won, I knew it was going to, it's some, it was something greater at some point. Um, and so during that time, again, there was, there was a lot of challenges. I wanted to quit the first day. Um, and I tell, I tell people all the time, the reason why I didn't quit, my pride just wouldn't let me go back <laughs> after my friends and family threw that big party for me. I just couldn't go back. And so, but even in that, uh -huh. let's talk about that pride. Mm -hmm. That's yes. one of the things that oftentimes where, even for me, understanding how I even came to the point to actually start Mad Women, yes. where I allowed my pride or even allowing shame or even others and how they perceive me. Do you feel like those are some of the things today that you know that you just honestly, just even with your relationship, your faith now, mm -hmm. and looking back then and today, do you see that those are things that you still just Oh, think? absolutely. Uh, well, let me go back to, well, in terms of pride, I think a lot of women suffer with that in term, especially at the workplace and in the home right. place. We, we deal with so much and we pull so much on ourselves. Like I'm the only, or for a while, I was the only woman in leadership at my job, my current job now. Exactly. So I felt like I had to take on everything mm -hmm. and I wasn't getting any sleep. I just don't feel like that's God's best for me. No. He wants us to rest. Exactly. And so I wasn't getting any rest. And so I'll be stressed. And when you're stressed, everybody can feel it. Exactly. Your attitude is not the best. You don't look the best. You don't feel the best. And so we have to put aside pride a lot of times and just say, uh, because a lot of times at work, I don't want to say I'm tired. I don't want to say I'm not doing this today. Um, I don't want to give a project over to somebody else because I want it all. Um, I guess part of it is just like, so one, we can make sure that it gets done. We, you know, sometimes we, it's hard for, for us to trust other people, but two, Sometimes in the back of my mind, I feel like if I don't do it, then they'll push me to the side and put somebody else in their place. Yeah. I want to lean in on that mm -hmm. because that's what I feel is one of the reasons why a lot of women have issues and struggles mm -hmm. within the leadership play, workplace in the first place. Those are some of the things for me, even working in different professions, is where we feel as women, and especially as a black woman, mm -hmm. that we have to overcompensate. Yes. And that goes into where we, when we're overcompensating, we're also allowing ourselves to become stressed out, yep. burnt out. Yep. Then even, let's go back to me having mad women. Mm -hmm. They look at us as angry women. Yeah. Angry women. We're not angry, we're determined. Yeah. We're not sad or frustrated or bitter. We're just trying to get them to understand that we're giving 120%. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like those are some of the things that in previous jobs, mm -hmm. or even within your current job, mm -hmm. that even if you've dealt with those things, how have you been able to manage it? Well, this year, I think I just had a revelation. I was just like, I, I'm gonna end up killing myself, honestly if I don't do something about 
about me. Yes. <laughs> and and I just, I, a lot of times I feel like, again, I go back to this, it's not God's will for us to be overworked, tired, mm-hmm. burnt out. He want us to rest. He yes. want us to, to rest. That is his will, to rest in him. And so I had to, I, I, I go back to the principles in the word of God. And then I started practicing what I preach a lot of times, like, giving him over battles and let him fight the battles oh yeah and then let me and let me rest and rest is not being lazy and not doing anything oh no but it's like okay you know enough is enough for today that'll be there tomorrow and then we can you know we can go on because the truth of the reality is if something happens to me i can be replaced somebody else will come in take my job they'll clean out my desk and they'll move on because life goes on and so I want to be good for everybody. I want to be good at the job. I don't want to have an attitude. And when I say attitude, sometimes when you're, you're tired and you're frustrated, because even my friends get it sometimes. I'm like, okay, they're calling, calling. You know, what do y'all want today? And so I, I don't want to be that, that, that person to, or the negative, having that negative stuff come out. And that's because I'm tired. And that's the balance. Yeah. That's and the balance. that's one of the things I feel like, even in a leadership position with women, Oftentimes, we put others before us, whether it's being a parent, whether it's being a leader, whether it's actually just being a wife. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that I know, like, even in my life that I found where I needed that balance. It's okay to be selfish, Meredith. And you you do a fantastic job Mm -hmm. every day. Your resume, it speaks for itself. If you don't do another thing, you have done a lot of phenomenal things Mm -hmm. in this world and you have so much more you just became (laughs) the senior advisor to the United States Senator which is something that is a first you have a lot of firsts (laughs) on your title (laughs) yeah it was just that one leap of faith Mm -hmm. when a lot of people saw it it was crazy faith yeah it was you listening to God being Mm -hmm. obedient Mm-hmm. understanding that and it changed the trajectory of my life oh yes it, it really really did because I think back I'm like if you know where would I be you know had I not been obedient yeah probably obedient. being a lawyer <laughs> and I'm gonna yeah. tell you you actually you stopped me from going to law school mm. I remember when you when we were doing that event I learned a lot from you that day I just didn't tell wow. you wow. but I learned a lot you're actually my solid mentor you said, find a solid mentor. Yeah. And I chose you to be mine. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Because mm-hmm. it was your spirit. Mm-hmm. You, Regardless of everything that you're telling me today that you went through and <laughs> being tired and it, it coming through through the workplace, I didn't see that. Wow. You was always positive. Mm-hmm. You was never negative. You never talked about people. Mm-hmm. You never complained. Mm-hmm. It was always, we going to do it. Don't worry. You always found some comedian way to actually make <laughs> others laugh. Mm-hmm. I always say you're the light of all of our staff meetings. And your joy and your blessings and your grace, that's all I see that spills from you. Mm. I don't see the tiredness. Yeah. 
I don't see it. That's good. <laughs> That's good. I, you, but you know what I think is sometimes when I go home, now, although I do live by myself, <laughs> but when I'm on, you know, sometimes like you, I'm talking to my parents or on the phone or my siblings on the phone. I'm like, I've given everything all day. You know, I just want to sit here and I and I. Yeah, but that's I, your close. Yeah, those that's are your. Close. Those, that's your support system. Yeah, and they and they can receive that. Yeah, but but I, it was simple things. I over this like during the Christmas break after we won this election. Yeah. Um, I yes, <laughs> this last election I thought, <laughs> but I was like, wait a minute, I haven't been in a movie theater in years. Yes. I haven't watched a movie at home in a long time. Just simple things. And, um, you know, just, you know, just just everyday things that people do, I, I've taken them for granted because I was just so driven, driven, driven. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, again, sometimes we got to slow down and just remember everything and everybody around us. And, I, and, and this year I've made a commitment to get back to that. Yes. So, for example, I'm back to visiting people. Okay. I love visiting senior citizens and okay. just sitting with them. So now I'm taking time out to go visit and sit with senior citizens, stuff that I have not done in a long time. Um, taking the time to just call people and talk two hours on the phone about nothing. <laughs> you know, people that I lived with during the Obama campaign, yes. calling them and just saying hello, doing day trips, go flying into Youngstown, Ohio in the morning and flying back out at night just to sit down with people that I haven't seen in a long time. But that's the kind of stuff that gets you back on track, that, you know, that that brings all that joy out, just spending time with people, and that's the thing that I miss. I like how you go back mm -hmm. to where you started from. That's mm -hmm. one thing that I've learned in faith is that has gotten me to be determined to continue to move ahead as a mad woman, regardless of my circumstances or situation. That's that healing process yes. to actually remember mm -hmm. that if he got me out of this, yes. yeah. he can get me out of Absolutely. that. Yeah. And if he's brought me from this, I know that he can get me where I need to be Absolutely. moving forward. Absolutely. And so I love that you're taking that young town, because that was one of the places during Obama era <laughs> yep. that you was actually stationed. And during yeah. that time, I was in Ohio, yeah. because I was actually in the process of preparing to go to law school. I remember you said that, yeah. But my daughter had to have three surgeries mm. that year. And we were there, I was there, me and my son and my daughter were there. And I just told my mama, I said, I can't do it. Mm. I can't do it. Yeah. I got to give her 100%. Yeah. And, and it's power in saying no. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing that I've been practicing. I, I was a big people pleaser. Mm. And so I hate saying no. Mm -hmm. I hate, you know, it could be the simplest thing, you know. Um, you know, can you speak here knowing I got to be somewhere else? Can you do this? Can you do this? And I hate it saying no. So I've been practicing that this year. It's and, a no. Yeah. It's a yes. yes. I, ha I had yes. to learn that too. Even yes. with my daughter, I always would tell her yes, because I felt compelled or had to give her more because of her situation. Mm -hmm. But I learned that a no for her is just as good as a yes, yes. because it helps her understand that she can continue on. That's right. And those are the things. Yeah, because your health is more important. We need you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Georgia needs yeah. you. Yes, yes. We need you more than ever now because you're in a very, very big, huge role. You play a huge role in the state, and we need you. But was, um, 
one of the last two things that I want to talk to you about is I thought I knew everything about you, mm -hmm. <laughs> but you're also a businesswoman. Yes. Yes. Share yeah. some of that. Baby. Well, and so my business, actually, my first business was owning my own law firm, Lily, okay. Lily and Associates. Okay. Um, um, and, and like I said, in my mid-20s. And um, that was that was tough because just dealing with paperwork and all of that, I was just like, oh yes. my god! I used to be a paralegal. Yes, so, so you, you get it, you I get know. it. Um, but but yes, I am the co-owner um, of a luxury handbag company, Arashi um, okay. Designs. It's based out of Ethiopia, um, Addis Ababa. And so my cousin and I started that, and um, many years ago, I think we're now on year six. Oh wow! Yes, and um, and so it's very high end, beautiful leather handbags, and the, the beautiful thing about this company is we're putting people to work. Okay. Uh, in Ethiopia, it started off in Nigeria where we were doing the same thing, and then we moved it over to Ethiopia. But everything is sourced in Africa. Everything okay. is found in Africa. The workers, the leather. Everything is sourced in Africa, and it's just wow. beautiful, beautiful quality. And yeah, and that's hard. <laughs> also dealing with full time job, and that's really a full time company. It is. Um, but thank God, with sales and stuff, we have been able to hire a marketing team where you know everything kind of sell on its own. Okay. Um, through the website. Now we do have a host a lot of pop ups okay. across the country. Okay. So a lot of times we're in and out. My Saturdays um, usually are. Arashik days, or well, we we may fly in early in the morning to New York at 6 a.m. flight, and then come back on the 9 o'clock flight and do a pop-up in New York, or a pop-up in Memphis, or a pop-up in Nashville. Mm -hmm. So my Saturdays are usually busy with that. So my free day is Sunday. After church, I try not to do anything on Sundays. I, I try, but well, sometimes you try, I try, but that was the <laughs> other thing that I found out about you. I actually host a prayer call okay. that's been going on since March of 2020. Okay. Um, a few days after shelter in place mm -hmm. um, came in. Um, and our prayer call has anywhere between 50 and hundreds of people on every night, seven days a week. We never missed a day at 6.30 p.m. She is PM. dedicated. <laughs> we have been at events. We have been at different, different events. Yeah. When it comes 7 o'clock, <laughs> Meredith get goes. It's like, yes. <laughs> where did Meredith go? Where did Meredith go? I'll be back, y'all. I got it. I yes. got And it's just, you go and dedication. Yes. So I love the prayer call. There's a different prayer leader every day. Um, and people get to bring their prayer requests to the call as well. And we've seen lives change and testimonies from that call. So I thank God that was a, that was all God. I was in the shower doing uh uh, doing COVID and shelter in place, and I and I literally was praying oh, because wow. I, you know, it was very early on. Yes. I was nervous. We, the news was just reporting deaths every single day, and they were rising. And I'm like, what can I do? What should I be doing during this time? And so again, staying in the house by yourself, mm -hmm. it, it was already kind of scary. I'm just trying to make sure nobody around me is getting COVID. It, it was just nerve wracking. And so I heard him say, pray. Oh, yes. Um, and so I started the prayer call. It's still going on strong. And I just I just thank God for that prayer call. It's changed many, many lives. Yes. No. Thank you. Yeah. Like, one last thing. Now that you have some downtime, <laughs> Merida, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm not going to ask you what show you're watching on TV. Okay. Please don't. I'm I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but I am going to ask you. What book is on your nightstand? Okay, so on my nightstand, uh, 
There's three books by Joseph <laughs> Prince. I know. Um, uh, Destined to Rain is the one that I've been um, working on most. So it's Destined to Rain. Um, I love to read. You may know I this, know um, especially yep. right before bed. Yep. Um, I love That's to why read. I asked you. Yes, and then <laughs> I, and I, I may try to binge watch a show like on a Sunday afternoon. I mm -hmm. try to watch as many episodes as I can. And the one that I'm watching now is Ted Lasso okay. on, on Apple TV, which is okay. it's, it's hilarious. So okay. I'm loving Ted Lasso. Okay. Yes. Well, I also have a, a book on my nightstand. And what is that? John Lewis, Carry On. Oh, wow. 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 Carry On for the, wow. ne for the next generation. Wow. And so though, this is where I feel that being a mad woman, regardless of our situation, mm. circumstances. Because John Lewis is an example of what it means to be determined. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for him to leave us with something as a guide, yes. such as that. Yes. I feel I know that that's one of the reasons why I look up to you as a mentor. Mm. Because you're continuing on to be the next voice yeah. for the next generation. Absolutely, and it's, this is, every time I go some milestone or something happened in my life, whether it's a promotion, I just always say this is just the beginning. Yep. It's still just the beginning. It is. And I just, and I, I just wanna publicly, publicly thank God for just guiding me. Like, I don't know what's next. Can, can, I, I, just... can I tell you what the Holy Spirit told <laughs> yes, me? Yes, please. <laughs> I used to always say that my daughter was the first president, female president yes. of the United States. Mm, yeah. But I yeah. think it's married as well. Uh-oh, wait a minute. <laughs> look, I got to look in the camera on this one. <laughs> I do. Like, wow. you are the true example of leadership and faith. Mm. And what else? What could be mm. next? What can you not? It has to be something that is something that's unseen. And if you don't see it. Yeah. That's right. So open your yeah. ears. That's right. We may be looking at your own, <laughs> and the first black, first female president of the United States. <laughs> All right, now look, <laughs> y'all heard it <laughs> right here with Maria. Meredith, <laughs> Lily, no Meredith. Thank you so much for no, thank sharing you. your being a part of my podcast. You have been an inspiration to me in doing this. You have been a voice, and like I say, you are my. Well, let me just say you this. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I mean, you've been running fast forward with this and haven't turned back. And I'm, I'm telling you, a lot of people get stuck at the beginning phases. All they say is, I'm going to do this one day, and they never move. They never move. Do you know how many times I've sat down, especially as a lawyer, sit down and write up people's LLCs and, and, and all of and they never make it past that. I'm like, you done paid your money for an LLC, and they never make it past that point. Um, they'll have a vision and never move forward with it. And what you're doing, I can be proud of because I, I feel like I just talked to you about three weeks and here we are, three weeks ago, and here we are sitting there. It was, it, was, it was literally God, same wow. thing, telling me, move. Wow. And even when I tried to give the idea to somebody else, he said, I said you. Oh, wow. And I sat down in 48 hours and came up with Mad Women. Wow. And yeah. it was really just all of the pieces to start coming in place. Yeah. And, and I do want to say this. A lot of times we try to make, get all the pieces at the beginning. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you get them on the journey. Oh, yeah. And during that Obama campaign where people don't, I started off making zero. 
but I ended up making a whole lot because I kept getting promoted and promoted and promoted. And I was getting titles that I had no clue what they were. I had no clue. <laughs> and they weren't on that. Google at the time because a lot of that stuff, the Obama campaign created exactly. those titles. Exactly. And so you couldn't Google it. And I was trying to figure out what I was supposed to do, what I was, you know. And God put people in your path exactly. to help you all the time. And I, I, was just, I just think back to, you know, just some of my titles. I was like, what is this? What am I supposed to do? And I'll be looking all on the computer and trying to figure out the answer. And then somebody out of nowhere would just come and tell me this is what you're supposed to do. Oh, without God. it embarrassing me, without anybody else knowing that I did not know or, or anything. And so I just look back and I'm like, God, look from where you you brought me from. Yes. And so I couldn't I could not be more just grateful to, to, to God for that, my father. So wow. yes, he is. He's yeah. my father too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Meredith, yeah. so much for being a part of this podcast. Absolutely. Well, you heard it from Meredith Lilly. Faith, leadership. Trusting in God, that's what it means to be a mad woman. And you too can actually be a mad woman. Continue to move ahead with determination. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. Please remember to share it, and we look forward to seeing you again. Have a good day.